coming up next on the Passion Struck Podcast. A perfectly healthy, capable person that is being put in front of a very traumatic situation, they haven't caused it, <laughs> right? It's the event that will have an impact on them. And then that event will create a, an emotional connection with something specific, a physiological response. Welcome visionaries, creators, innovators, entrepreneurs, leaders, and growth seekers of all types to the Passion Struck Podcast. Hi, I'm John Miles, a peak performance coach, multi-industry CEO, Navy veteran, and entrepreneur on a mission to make passion go viral for millions worldwide. And each week I do so by sharing with you an inspirational message and interviewing high achievers from all walks of life to unlock their secrets and lessons to becoming passion struck. The purpose of our show is to serve you, the listener, by giving you tips, tasks, and activities you can use to achieve peak performance and pursue the passion-driven life you have always wanted to have. Now, let's become passion struck. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Passion Struck Podcast. Thank you to all of you who come back each and every week to listen, learn, and grow. If you're new to the show or you're looking for an easy way to tell your friends about it, we now have episode starter packs. These are collections of your favorite episodes organized by topics. It helps listeners get a taste of everything that we do here on the Passion Struck Podcast. Just visit passionstruck.com slash starter packs to get started yourself or help someone else who might be new to the show to also get started. And of course, I always appreciate it when you do that. Our guest on the show, Natalie Plamondon Thomas, is the founder and CEO of Think Yourself Academy, offering keynotes and trainings, leading edge online courses, laser focused business strategy, and one on one transformational coaching. She's an international number one bestseller on 15 books covering success, communication, wellness, and empowerment. In today's episode, we go into her origin story and how she started to begin immersing herself in neuroscience, how she helps people find confidence to unlock their full potential, what makes people do the reverse of what they should be doing, the three-step process that she'll lay out for how you start doing affirmations and building habits, why you must become a problem solver and rid yourself of the activities and routines that keep you in a place of being stuck. Emotional dependence versus emotional strength and so much more. Now, let's become passion struck. I'm so excited to welcome Natalie Plamondon Thomas to the Passion Struck Podcast. Natalie, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, John, for having me. Such an honor. I thought for the audience, um, a great starting point. Um, would be kind of to hear uh, not your original origin story, but what got you into neuroscience? So somehow uh, what got me in neuroscience is mainly my own voice inside my head. Um, you know how we, the way we talk to ourselves, that's what I mean, right? Like we, we don't walk around and tell our friends, hey, you look fat in these jeans or, or oh, you're starting your own business. It's never going to work. You're not good enough. Like we don't talk to other people like that, but we trash talk ourselves all the time. Like 
who would want to be your friend if you talk to them the same way you talk to yourself, right? And I was talking to myself like that. So I remember at a point I wanted to become a professional speaker. So created a video, I hired, you know, a cameraman, and we had three cameras, one for the wide angle, one for the close up, and one from the back to see the large audience. The problem was, John, is that we only had 20 people in the room. (laughs) So we kept asking them to move from one section to another so that when we would put all the segments together, it would look like there was a large audience, right? And that worked. Like that video actually got me my first paid speaking engagement. I got a call from an organization who wanted me to train their sales force and they asked for my rate. I didn't have a corporate rate. (laughs) So I go, um... 250? <laughs> no idea what to say. It's okay. So for the four-hour training, that would be a thousand. I almost choked because I meant 250 for the whole thing, right? So I said, Oh yes, that's correct. One thousand dollar. So when I hung up the phone, I remember sitting in my office feeling like a fraud because somehow. I was hearing this voice in my head telling me, you're not a real professional speaker. Uh, You don't deserve a $1,000 paycheck for the afternoon. See, the the video I had made uh, to make the audience look bigger than it really was and and my made-up corporate rate, none of it was real. I was just trying to look more than I really was because I felt like just me was not enough. So it's my own negative self-talk that got me to realize, uh... Who's this voice? It's got to go. Like, how do I change that voice inside my head? And that's what started everything. Because I realized I need to figure out how to shut this voice down. Why? And then I discovered that 70% of our thoughts are negative. That 85% of people have negative self-talk. That I was not the only one. So I created a system. I spent the last decade studying neuroscience and created that system to reprogram the six layers of the brain. And that's the system I showed in my eight international number one best-selling books, the system that's at the base of all my online courses and the system I use with my one-on-one clients as well. So that's, that's how it started really. Okay. And um, obviously with your accent, that's not a, a typical Vancouver accent. No. Where are you from originally? I'm from Quebec. Uh, so that's the French part of of Canada so it's on the east coast so it's north of Florida really where you are um and and actually the voice in my head was right <laughs> because because my English was really bad because the voice was telling me what you want to be a professional speaker like in English like you don't even speak English you want to write books in English are you kidding me right and and I remember I was teaching yoga back then and at the end of a class you know when you do a relaxation you might be familiar with yoga and then during the meditation, I wanted them to relax their body, relax their face and, and relax their jaws. I wanted them to put their tongue on the roof of their mouth. And I said, put your thong behind your tits. And then everybody started to laugh. I didn't even know why. Obviously, I was not pronouncing teeth very well. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, long story short, the voice was right. <laughs> My English was really, really bad. And I believe that with the, um, we have uh, multi-ethnic generations and, and populations everywhere. Like in Canada, uh, 20% of people don't speak English at home as their first language. And in the States, it's 22%. So, um, I, you know, 20% of the, of the people live what I was living because most business transactions are happening in English. A lot of everything happens in English. And, and if, 
English is not your first language. You go through this. And there's probably a lot of listeners right now that are like, yeah, I know people look at me as if I'm stupid, but it's just that I don't know the word that like I, I could do it in my own language, but in English, it's, it's a second barrier, right? And it, it does affect our confidence. It does affect the way we, we um, come across, I guess, definitely. So definitely. And what part of uh, the province were you from? Were you from so, Montreal or, or a smaller town? No, small town, just outside of Quebec City, Saint-Raymond. So nobody really uh, heard about this little town. So yes, I'm a small town girl and French speaking, and I figured it out. So if I did, <laughs> anybody can, right? That's the beauty of, of neuroscience is that I have a brain there, and you do as well, because did you know there's such a thing as the Olympics for smart people? You know, like that. it's such a, there's a thing that- it, Isn't that the year, spelling- isn't that the spelling bee? There is <laughs> no. that. There's a spelling bee, but there's a memory one. So there's a big contest, international every year. And then they, uh, they are the, the, the people that have the best memory. So they, they have to memorize a shuffled deck of cards in, in one minute. Or, or they, there's 200 pictures. And then they have, to, they have one minute to memorize the names of everybody. And then, and then they do it. So what they did, John, is that they studied the brains of the winners of these games. And you know what they found out? Their brain is average. Uh, so their brain is average. The, the, the smartest people, their brain is average. So what that means for you and I is that there's hope. <laughs> we have a brain too. We, everybody has a brain. And I'm sure that all your, audi- your, your audience listening to this today, they, everybody's got a brain. So this is awesome. We just need to know to tap into the potential of that brain. And that's, that's what I did in the last decade is, is figure out, oh my, wow, I didn't know I could do this. That's amazing. And that's why sometimes you see people and it looks so easy for them. Well, maybe they're tapping into the right part of their brain, right? The Passion Struck Podcast will be right back. I am so excited about today's sponsor, Athletic Greens, because it is a product that I personally use and love. In fact, Athletic Greens is completely transforming nutrition and helping so many achieve peak performance. This product is so easy to use and make part of your daily morning routine. And that's exactly what happened to me. I just come down every single morning. And the first thing I do is take one scoop of their powder, put it in an eight ounce glass of water, and it tastes amazing. And the product consists of 75 different vitamins, minerals, immune supporting mushrooms, and probiotics. So much here to help your nutrition get the boost that it needs without you having to go to either the store or eat a salad or whatever it may be in our hectic schedules. And with all the stressors that are around us, this is such an easy way to solve your daily nutrition. Now, they are offering my audience a special when you subscribe, and this includes a one-year supply of vitamin D, and five travel packs. Go to athleticgreens.com slash passionstruck to get started. Now, let's get back to becoming passionstruck. Exactly. Well, um, what you're saying right now kind of reminds me 
in some way of a previous guest uh, that I had on. Um, her episode just went live. She actually lives in Vancouver. Uh, her name's Cindy Shaw. And, and similar to you, she had a different profession before she started to study neuroscience. Um, in her case, uh, she was a mindfulness or a mindset coach. And um, she went through a lot of the training from Tony Robbins and others and reached this point where for her, the mindset training was not working at all. And she went, she needed to go deeper to understand brain science. And um, for her, there was a physicality aspect of it that the physical health and the mental health and the spiritual health weren't all aligned. Um, mm -hmm. And so it wasn't allowing her to perform uh, to those high levels that, that she wanted to help coach um, people to do. So now she's kind of mixing both of them together. So she brings more of a holistic approach. So as, as you were studying to do this, you often think we are best able to serve the person who we once were. So what were some of the things that were going through you at that time that you are now working to help people with? So mainly what I've learned was one, what the way I was talking to myself was totally wrong. So I was, I had this ongoing negative self-talk all the time. And I realized that although I was a very positive person, I was born into a family of freaks. Like they had signs in the house. You can do this. You're amazing. And, and we, every Sunday we had to sit down and listen to motivational tapes of Zig Ziglar and Ogmund Dino and Jean-Marc Chaput. And like my parents were brain, brainstorming or brainwashing us into being positive. So of course I've always been positive. It, and, and it doesn't mean that, just being positive and smiling works all the time, right? So I, what I've learned the most was how the brain works. And maybe we, maybe we do a little quick brain 101 uh, just to understand. There's a lot of parts of the brain that I love. Uh, let's talk about two parts. So um, the logical mind and then the unconscious mind. So the, the logical mind uh, is that voice inside our head. It, it, it can handle a few things at once. Like you can do between five and nine uh, pieces of information at the same time with your, your logical mind. That's kind of cool. We multitask, right? So that's why now you can, spe specifically in these days, you can grocery shop at the same time that you're in a meeting on your headphone, right? And at the same time, keep your kid from falling off the cart and still notice the guy at the back winking at the girl in blue in the seafood department. Like you can notice all this going on at the same time. So we multitask. And have you ever noticed, let's say you're driving to a new address and music is on, it's a beautiful day. And as you get closer to that new address, you slow down and you start looking at the numbers on the houses. Have you ever caught yourself, John, having to lower the volume on the radio as you look at the numbers in the houses? Does, does that, did that ever happen to you? No, it never has. Oh, it never happened to you. This is very interesting. So a lot of people that are listening to this know exactly what I'm talking about because five to nine pieces of information gets overwhelmed very quickly. So very often as you're 
have your foot on the brake, the foot on the accelerator, the red light ahead. There's a kid that's about to cross the street. And then there's a woman that might cut you off. And then there's a guy in the car next to you, huh, winking at you, gross. So when you add, looking at the numbers on the houses, the music becomes the one too many. Because five to nine pieces of information is not that great after all. So that logical mind is not, uh, the logical mind on this side is not that exciting. So working at a logical level, you feel like you're always just trying to catch up. Like you have your objective, you have your goal, and then you, you're working hard. So you want, let's say, to build your business, and then you're working from 5 a.m. until 9 p.m., and then you have clients between between 5 a.m. until 9 and then you still have to take your kids to school and sport in between your meetings and oh and you have to start a podcast or oh, you have to post on social media and now you need a co- uh, an account a clubhouse as well and then and then you're working so hard you're exhausted you have zero life balance and then you're like is that it my dream of becoming an entrepreneur and you feel like you're getting further and further away from your dream life so living at a logical level it's like you're trying to go to Los Angeles, but you're in an aircraft that's flying to New York City. You can work as hard as you possibly can, but you're never going to get there if you stay in that aircraft, right? So a lot of people say, well, okay, then how do I get off that plane? And I said, don't stay on the plane, but talk to the pilot and say, hey, bud, do you mind turning around? That's where I'm going. Like imagine how fast you will get there once the pilot is on board. Just get the plane to turn around, right? So that pilot is the other part of the brain. That's the logical, that's the unconscious mind. So the logical mind could handle five to nine pieces of information at a time. The unconscious mind can handle 2.3 million pieces of information at the same time. That's where the power is. 2.3 million versus five to nine. That That logical, that unconscious mind, that pilot, is like a personal assistant in your head that is writing down everything that you say or think, and it makes it happen. It's very powerful. It's the most powerful and complex structure in the universe. It, it controls every moment of your life. It knows everything, and it, it, it can observe and, and make you be at the right place at the right time. But the problem is people wake up in the morning, they look at themselves in the mirror, and they go, I'm so tired. I'm so stressed out. I think I'm gaining weight. So then your personal assistant writes it down. Tired, stressed out, gaining weight. Okay, I got this. Tired, tired. What can I do? Oh, I know. I'm going to keep her awake all night. She's not going to be able to sleep. She's going to be really tired in the morning. Check. Stressed out. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to make her delete a super important appointment in her calendar. That's going to be stressful. Check. Gaining weight. Oh, easy one. I can find a chocolate bar or something deep fried for her to eat today. Check. So your personal assistant is constantly listening and making sure that everything that you say or think happens. So we have to be very careful when we talk to that personal assistant all the time because they're going to make it happen. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Well, I, I, I kind of look at it that, um, the mind and the brain are two different things. The The brain is kind of the hardware and the mind is kind of the software. If you think of it from that analogy. Yes. You know, okay. kind of like, like the, one is the computer, one is the software that's running on it. Um, yes. But, but both influence what you're doing. So if your brain isn't performing to its ultimate, 
abilities, it's going to affect your mind or mindset. So that's where things like PTSD can come in or traumatic brain injury or neurological disorders, or even poor health as what puts in your gut affects the hardware that controls the software. So it's, there's so much of this that is intertwined. Um, and I think as doctors and researchers find out more and more, um, um, I just learned recently, I didn't even realize this, that the brain is uh, surrounded by water um, or liquid. And so even new technologies like diffusion tensor imaging are now giving doctors the ability to, to see into this and where um, proteins are getting stuck, where um, things are happening that they shouldn't in this hardware. So it's, it's pretty amazing uh, what, what science is able to, to do today to, have, to help with this. But you're, you're right, if uh, that pilot inside of you is pushing you in a different direction, um, then the brain is, is wanting to, to, to go, it's going to create different situations. So why do you think that so many people do the reverse actions of the ones that they know they should be taking? You know, because I think that's a real problem. Yeah, absolutely. So what happens is that the, the, the premise when we're talking that we all have a brain, so we're all super um, uh, powerful, right? And we have everything that we need inside. Now, what happens is that it's like we have all the answers inside of us, but the answers are like inside a drawer. And the drawer has a lot of crap that's accumulated on top. Because you know when you were talking that um, whatever... You, the way you think may attract some disease or, or some uh, other trauma and things. The reverse is also true. A perfectly healthy, capable person that is being put in front of a very traumatic situation, they haven't caused it, <laughs> right? It's the event that will have an impact on them. And then that event will create an emotional connection with something specific, a physiological response when, when thinking about this event. So it's not, um, it's not one that caused the other. Sometimes one is the cause. Sometimes it's the result, right? So um, we don't want to, to tell everybody that um, or self-diagnose people by telling them, oh, well, if you're like this, it's because of you, because you didn't talk to your personal assistant correctly. Well, we go through life, stuff happens, and it's okay. So there are some, some processes that, that we can use in order to, to disconnect the emotional connection from, from these memories uh, so, that, so that you can move on with your life. So it, one doesn't necessarily create the other. Now, to get back to your question, because we are resourceful, we are awesome. We're absolutely amazing. And there's a lot of stuff that's accumulated on top. And we know what to do. And you said, why are people not doing what they know they should be doing? It's because they usually respond with what's on top. So you're in your kitchen and you're making dinner. And then your daughter comes behind you and says, hey, daddy. And you go, what? And then you're like, oh, 
what did I just do? You know that you wanted to say, hey, sweetie, what can I do for you? Like, you know that. Why did you say, because maybe you were in your thoughts thinking about something really stressful that you have to deal with right now or, or an event that happened at work or, or this jerk that cut you off on your way back home on the highway and that put everybody's life in danger or whatever it is. We respond with whatever is accumulated on top. So it's very important to get rid of what's in this drawer because we carry stuff with us every day, all the time. And it's, it's just normal. It's like, it's like going to the dentist, right? Everybody goes to the dentist because everybody eats food. Food gets stuck and it's normal. Like, no, you've never told one of your friends, what? You go to the dentist? Well, you know, we don't judge people for going to the dentist. We all eat food. It gets stuck. It's normal. So if you brush your teeth really, really well and floss and do the mouthwash and everything, you're not going to get rid of a cavity, <laughs> right? Uh, you need the dentist because the dentist has special tools and they'll do a filling. So then you can continue to brush your teeth really, really, really well. And then you'll avoid the next round of cavities, right? Because now you've, you know, the good hygiene habits to have. And that's kind of what I do. I'm like a brain dentist that, that gets rid of the cavities so that you can continue to do what you do because people that come to me are not dysfunctional people. They're, very often highly successful people and very positive people too. But if you have a cavity, uh, you can't just brush your teeth over top and hope it's going to go away. <laughs> right. So yes. I, I realize I have not yet answered your question. Why do people do the reverse is because they respond with emotion. And when you respond to an event with your emotion, instead of responding with the answer that, logically at the bottom of the drawer, that's what happens. So very often we're, we're discouraged or we have got anxiety or we're in a panic moment. What happens right then is that there's something in your mind. So you, you're in what we call a prefrontal cortex overload. So in that moment, this is what you're going to answer with. So the, the way I like to explain this is that pretend that you have a truck in your driveway. So all these powerful emotion, anger, fear, hurt, sadness, and guilt, they're like delivery trucks. Their goal in life is to give, bring you a package. That's it. So there's a truck in your driveway, and then you need to open the door and open the package and see what is your gift. So your gift is usually a positive learning. It's something that will make you grow and get to the next level. So you need to figure out what you're learning, right? Now, people don't have time for that. Because we go through life at laser fast speed, right? So, so the truck is in your driveway and you're like, I don't have time for this because now you're, you're at work, you're in front of your coworker. So you smile and everything is fine. Oh yeah. And then you come home and then your daughter is like, are you okay, daddy? Oh yeah, daddy's fine. Of course. Of course I'm great. And then you're with your clients. Oh yeah, everything's good. Fine. So we don't take the time to open the door. So the truck stays there and idles in the driveway because that, that's, delivery guy's job is to give you that package and they ain't leaving it's not like today where they they shove the package at your door and they leave these kind of trucks they stay until you open the package right so then another truck comes in and then another truck comes in and then soon you're like oh i can hardly go by all these trucks to get out of my driveway and eventually there's so many trucks that you can't even bike around you have to 
to walk around them or, or crawl under. And eventually there's not even room for that. There's so many trucks in your driveway that you're stuck. And that's when depression and anxiety and deep, severe um, disease even, like uh, the, the cells in your body cannot fight anymore and you start degenerating and then cancer and lots of, lots of um, different diseases that are connected with stress are starting to happen because there's so many trucks in your driveway. So here's what you do. When you feel uncomfortable, understand how emotions work. They last between 30 and 90 seconds. An emotion should last between 30 and 90 seconds. That's a proper cycle. So you go into one loop and then you exit the cycle. So it is normal to feel that discomfort of being scared because you're about to start something new you've never done before. So you experience fear and you're like, oh, I'm not liking this. But you've seen that in kids, right? Children, like they're super happy. And then 90 seconds later, temper tantrum. And then yes. 90 seconds later, later, they're happy again, right? An emotion should last between 30 and 90 seconds. So you're in prefrontal cortex overload. And then the unconscious mind comes to the rescue and says, that's okay, John. I'm just going to take this and put it over here. And then it moves it away. And then it takes 90 seconds to do this process. The problem is. Get ready to supercharge your hiring experience with Indeed, our fantastic partner. We at PassionStruck are all about seeking smarter, more efficient ways to do things. And Indeed perfectly aligns with this philosophy when it comes to hiring. It's more than just a job site. It's a comprehensive platform that revolutionizes the way you find the perfect candidates. With its powerful matching engine and over 350 million global monthly visitors, Indeed streamlines the hiring process, bringing top talent straight to you. No more sifting through endless unqualified resumes. Indeed does the heavy lifting just for you. And what I love about Indeed is its ability to centralize all your hiring activities. From scheduling interviews and screening applicants to messaging candidates, it's all in one place. During my career, I've hired thousands of employees, and I only wish I had Indeed's efficiency and speed back then. And here's a fact that absolutely blows my mind. 93% of employers, according to a recent survey, say Indeed delivers the best quality matches over other job sites. That's quality and speed hand in hand. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash PassionStruck. Just go to Indeed.com slash PassionStruck right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash PassionStruck. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know all those discount codes are difficult to remember, so we put them all at PassionStruck.com slash deals. Now, back to PassionStruck. Hey, it's Jermaine from the Healing Time Podcast. Listen, I know you may not need this, but... I know you know somebody who's broken, somebody who has lost hope, somebody just down and out. Tell them that the Healing Time Podcast is here. It is a new day. Let's get better together. Get ready for an uplifting experience with Coached Soul. Join us as we bring you the dynamic duo of Steve Hudgens, a licensed professional counselor and Kenya Evelyn, a transformational leadership coach. Together, they'll guide you through engaging episodes filled with valuable insights and actionable tips on mental health, relationships, self-care, emotional well-being, and personal growth. 
Coached Soul is your go-to podcast for empowering discussions that will help you thrive, where we aim to empower and uplift you on your journey towards personal growth and well-being. Remember, as you navigate through life, you don't have to do it alone. We encourage you to reach out to professionals, seek support from loved ones, and take the time to prioritize your own well-being. Stay tuned for future episodes filled with even more valuable insights and actionable tips. Remember, you have the power to thrive. And with Coach at Soul by your side, anything is possible. Until next time, take care, stay empowered, and keep shining your brightest light. For more information, contact coachedsoul.com. Every time that it happens, you're, the first time it happened, your brain created a thread, and then it adds a new pearl onto that necklace of fear, for example. So every single time you start your loop, you go through every single pearl. So every single truck in the driveway, and people get stuck there for weeks and months. And years, I've helped clients that have been stuck for years because they've never opened the packages. So figure out when you start feeling, oh my gosh, there's something going on. I don't like this. I'm panicking. I'm ugh. Tell yourself, ooh, I know what that means. I was listening to the Passion Struck podcast with John Miles. And there was this girl, she could hardly speak English, but she said that whenever I feel like that, that means I have a truck in my driveway and I'm receiving a package. Ooh, then get curious and excited and say, ooh, this is cool. So instead of being choosing anxiety or fear or, or any of these emotions where your brain will shoot 1400 chemicals through your bloodstream and pollute you like cortisol and, and bad stuff that will slow you down. If you say, Ooh, I'm curious. I wonder what am I going to learn? What am I learning here? What's my gift? Ooh, that's, that's borderline exciting. Whoa, I'm getting, I'm getting a package. Woohoo! So if you, cause in your prefrontal cortex, all emotions are created equally. There's no such thing as a good or a bad emotion. I call them powerful. They're just powerful. So your brain doesn't know the difference. They're all created equally. So if you choose that is excitement, your brain will send some feel-good chemicals through your bloodstream. You'll get a shot of dopamine or oxytocin or endorphin or serotonin, depending if you're with people, if there's witnesses. Like There's a lot of different uh, ways that you get these feel-good chemicals. But Bottom line is you get a feel-good chemical through your bloodstream if you decide that you're excited and curious about what am I going to become good at? Okay, I'm not liking this. Go, you're, you're allowed. Go into one loop, 90 seconds. And then say, okay, this sucks. I don't like this. Okay, that means I'm learning something. Okay, what am I going to learn? Get on. Give me that package. Open the box. And then the truck will leave. That the only purpose of this truck is to give you that package. But just figure it out, okay, well, I guess in a year from now, I will have learned this and I will be, become good at this. Like a year or two ago, nobody knew how to use Zoom. And now everybody does, right? Like we were uncomfortable at the beginning, weren't we? It was really awkward <laughs> being on a Zoom well, call with someone, right? Well, from this conversation, I think you're better at using it than me. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, Natalie, I really, yeah, I, yeah, I really like your analogy of, of the truck and the, and the packages. Um, 
Um, in, in fact, uh, some of the things that you said really resonate. Um, uh, for those who are familiar with Martin Luther King Jr., one of the main things uh, when he was alive, he was trying to tell um, his followers or um, the community he was trying to serve is stop being emotionally damaged. It's because of that emotionally damaged that you remain stuck in this racial inequality that you're part of. Instead, you need to have emotional strength to, you know, do the right activities that take you away from where you are today. And I think it's an important lesson um, because um, just like James Clear says in Atomic Habits, you really want to start repeating the positive habits and you want to stop doing the negative habits because, you know, I think he makes a good point in that book that if you have a negative habit, the first time you do it is a mistake, but the second time and the third time and the fourth time and the fifth time that's on you. It's, it's such as I love to do fitness. You were a fitness trainer. Um, for me, if, if I miss two days in a row going to the gym, I feel like a completely different person. So, so for me, it's, I can do it one day, but I have to keep reinforcing that, that habit because I realize that doing it is not only helping me with my physical health, it's helping me with my mental health um, because it's helping me get rid of anxiety. It's helping me focus on what I need to do for the day. It's part of my daily routine that I do. And so it sets up the rest of the day. And I think the same thing holds true with these trucks. If you let too many of these trucks and packages uh, fill up, it is going to lead to the things that you talked about because I've been there. Um, It's going to lead to you feeling beaten, broken, battered, numb, hopeless, complacent in your life. And all of a sudden, sudden, you're going to subsist where you're at instead of breaking through it. So that's a long-winded thing, Natalie, for me asking you, I know one of the things you help clients with the most is how do you build confidence? Because a lot of what you're describing is people are feeling self-doubt, which is on the opposite end of the spectrum. And you talked about that analogy of looking in the mirror. And I used to do that. And I I would purposely sit there, brush my teeth, not wanting to look at the person in the mirror. And whether you use Louise Hayes um, mirror work or what I like to do that I've had success with is I just high five myself um, first thing in the morning and before I go to bed. And I, you know, and it, it sounds really corny, but when you start making positive affirmations about the life that you want, as opposed to looking at your life from the negative ways that we see ourselves through those packages that we don't open, it makes such a profound difference. So, you know, that's a big lead in, but uh, Natalie, how do you help people with confidence? So um, I'd like to take your lead on, you were talking about affirmations and, and, and I, I would like to, to let, let's talk about affirmations just for a second before I answer your question. Um, and by the way, this is one of the way that I do help people. So mainly what I do is I help people reprogram their brain at an unconscious level. So it's not easy. It's kind of 
quite the undertaking to try to do that by yourself at a logical level. Like um, that's what I do at the unconscious level. I have specific processes, uh, techniques, like some, some of the steps, like for PTSD, it's an 89 step process, very rigorous. Uh, that is supported by science, by the way, uh, that has been tested over and over uh, on Army Vet and on um, people working at the um, 9-11, the second tower. Uh, some of the firemen there that were working there that, that saw atrocious uh, things. Now, that's what I do. But there are things you can do by yourself right away to start the process, right? So affirmation is kind of one of them. However, affirmations don't work if you don't believe them. So there's a very specific way to do affirmation because when, let's say that I work with the Think Yourself Thin program with clients that are highly overweight, I can't just say, okay, look at yourself in the mirror and repeat after me, I am thin. <laughs> The brain's like, uh, no, we're not. <laughs> or the, the Think Yourself Wealthy program, clients that are in deep financial struggle. I can't just say, um, okay, put your hands on your hip and just say, I am rich. Because your brain's like, no, we're not. So your personal assistant is like, uh, what is she talking about? Oh, she's not talking to me. She, she's probably just watching like a vampire movie. Vampires don't exist. I'm not writing this down. End of it. So there's a super easy technique you can do in order to do these affirmations so that they work. So the first step, let's say you hear yourself say something nasty in your head, right? You're in front of the mirror and then you say, oh, I'm so stressed out. Step number one is you rephrase it in the past with I used to, okay? So if you hear yourself say, oh, I'm afraid of flying. I used to be afraid of flying. I used to be stressed out all the time. Or I'm so bad with technology. I used to think that I was bad with technology, right? So I, you repeat I it used, in the past. Yeah. I used to tune out in meetings. There I used you to go. tune out on webinars. Yes. There you go. Exactly. So you repeat it in the, the past. So what happens then is that if your unconscious mind or your personal assistant hears, I used to be stressed out all the time, the personal assistant is, like, like, is going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got this right here, stressed out on my notepad. Yeah. She's talking to me. Yeah, what can I, like, why are we talking about this in the past? We're done with this. What's the deal here? What do I do? Perfect. You got their attention. Step number two, you add a progressive statement. A progressive statement starts with, I am willing to learn or I'm in the process of, okay? So then there's not too big of a disconnect. You say, I used to think that I was bad at flying. I used to think I was bad with technology. I used to be stressed out all the time. Now I'm willing to learn how to build a calm life for myself. Now I'm willing or, or I'm in the process of figuring out where to click on Zoom <laughs> to be able to see my clients. Right. Or I used to tune out in meetings and now I am present in the moment. Exactly. Well, now I am present in the moment. There's a big disconnect there. So make sure you use the now I'm willing to learn how to be present in the moment. Now I'm in the process of becoming present in the moment. because. Again, remember, we, we want to make sure that there's, there's a very small gap and then you go in one step at a time. And once you've been willing to learn how to be present in the moment long enough, then eventually you don't have to be willing to learn anymore. You can be present in the moment. Like there, it's kind of the step three is the full on statement, right? But the, the, the progressive statement is usually 
more successful when you start with I'm willing to learn. I'm in the process of. So you you need that progressive part. You need because progressive is the key word here um, because we will face setbacks. And you were talking about, um, you know, if you've run in a cornfield, small town girls, so we had cornfields around our house and then the corn will bounce back in your face if you run in a cornfield, right? I've played with my cousin very often and, and that's that's what happens. And then the third cousin that walks by, then the, the corn doesn't bounce as fast in their face. So it's not as fun, but it kind of breaks a little. And then the next person that walks on, then it's going to flatten out the path. And eventually it's like a big highway. So that's what's happening now is that whenever something happens, we have a neural pathway that's created. That's like a, a, a path flattened out in a cornfield, right? And whenever a, an obstacle happens, that means the corn bounces back in your face. We tend to go back to another field, another path that leads to self-sabotage. Because we're trying something new and we're like, okay, I'm going to do my progressive statement. But then as soon as something will happen, we might be tempted to run back to the old thing. But remember, it's all about how you react. So how would you react if you drove home one day and there's a tree blocking the, the road to lead you to your house? Are you going to turn around and say, well, okay, I guess I'm never going to get home again. Oh, gosh, I'm... I really love my spouse and my kids. I'll never see them again. I'll miss them. Well, I guess I'm going to go buy a new house now and buy all new furniture. No way, right? Like you, you would walk home if you have to or find another route or get a chainsaw, cut the tree. There's no tree that will keep you from abandoning your family and your home. And now I'm not talking about your family and your home. I'm talking about you, your life. And you only have one. So there's no... There's no accepting that life should be this way and I should just carry this baggage forever because such is life. No, you only have one life. And when there's something blocking the road, it needs to be compelling the reason why you're willing to do what you do. Find what your why is. Why is it that you're going to keep going? And this reason should be your purpose. That's why you're here. Like who else beyond yourself could that help? Who else are you serving? And if you find that out, you'll be able to get back up just like infants that are trying to walk, you know, and that fall and then try again. And right. you've never seen an infant saying, oh, no, that's not for me. I'm just going to crawl, you know, doesn't matter. You know, like you just get back up. So remember to always get back up. If, if you have a strong why? So why are you doing what you're doing beyond yourself? Who else are you serving? And who else can that help for you to get rid of, of this baggage, really? And that will drive you to keep going. So keep that progressive statement, keep that two-step technique, because definitely that will make a, that will get you started in the process. We will be right back to the Passion Struck Podcast. This episode is sponsored by ShipStation. The holidays are the most wonderful time of the year. But if you're running an online store, you also know that it can be the craziest part of the year. I know this firsthand from my experience running both Lowe's.com and Dell.com. There is inventory to manage, orders to fill, and a growing list of stressed out customers who are waiting for their packages. With ShipStation, 
all of that hassle and stress that goes with managing these packages and their delivery goes away in an instant, leaving you with happier customers and more freedom to pursue your passion, which is running your online business. What I personally love about using ShipStation is that it gives you the purchasing power that I had when I was at a Fortune 500 company with so much ease of use. And they connect you with UPS, FedEx, and USPS, so you have all your shippers right there at your fingertips. No wonder that 98% of customers who use ShipStation for a year keep using it as long as they are in business. It's that good. Make this holiday season a little bit brighter with ShipStation. Use my offer code, PASSIONSTRUCK, to get a 60-day free trial just in time for the holidays. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top, and enter the code PASSIONSTRUCK. ShipStation, make ship happen. Now, let's get back to the Passion Struck podcast. Okay, well, Natalie, I thought that was some great advice for the listeners. Um, I, I did want to take us down a little bit different path. Um, one of the things I help clients with, um, and we help clients with similar things, um, is what I call disengagement. I think uh, a growing amount of society is becoming disengaged. And you can see this in survey results that have come out when Gallup says 85% of the world's full-time workers are disengaged. And what happens is if you're disengaged in your career, it's going to have a ripple effect. It's going to affect your physical health, your mental health, your relationships, you know, your spiritual health. Um, but one of the things that I think is going on in society, and you talked about the unconscious mind, um, is I think we need to transition from an unconscious mind to an unbeatable mind. Because I think so many people are living in what I call autopilot. Um, they, they feel disengaged. They feel stuck. And so they go throughout their day instead of being present and, and being conscious in the moment, they're on autopilot and they're just kind of going through their routine without really making deliberate choices um, to do things differently and to interact with people differently and to change things. Meaning they just leave that tree that you were talking about in the middle of the road instead of, and, and sometimes they're here, I, you know, I'm going to wait, for help and yeah. other times um well, they, they just, just sit turn there around oh, that's not for me that's right that's not for me you know they just one well, and as i talk around. about people on their their journey whether it's overcoming trauma um which 51 percent of females and 61 percent of males are going to go through why does 70 percent of them get through it and 30 percent don't the same thing could be applied here it's so this journey to taking that tree down is going to take work, but it's through the affirmations or the, the many actions or many habits that you keep stacking that are going to allow you to get through it. So my, my question is, is, as you work with clients, does that analogy hold true as well, that 
people are, are living their lives on auto, autopilot instead of living them with the mindset of having an un, unbeatable mind. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And what happens is that when people want to uh, change, um, they, their autopilot or whatever is on the list, this, uh, you know, like my clients come to me and they say, I don't want to be stressed anymore. I don't want to be impatient with my kids. I don't want to be rushing everywhere and I want to be broke. So then on the list, there's rush, stress, impatient, broke. I got this. So that's the autopilot because the personal assistant makes sure that everything that's on the list keeps re-happening over and over and over. And um, what people don't know necessarily is that they don't have to agree with the thoughts that they have. So the very first step is to recognize that they're on autopilot. So what you're doing, John, is amazing because you're already preaching this. You're already letting them know, hey, you don't have to live on an autopilot. And, and then the, the second step, once you've recognized, oh, wait a minute, is this my autopilot kicking in? Do I agree with it? Is the address on the GPS the, the right one? Because if the address is not right, even if you start trying little things to help you, it's going to go recalculating, 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 right? You've, you have a GPS, right? I've right? Been, yeah, I've been right. there a bunch, yeah. <laughs> right? So, so if, you, if you don't change the address on the GPS, the, it's going to keep trying to send you back to the old address. So the, the key here is exactly what you're doing, John, is, hey, guys, uh, recognize when you're, when you're on autopilot, too, is, does my GPS have the right address? Is this where I want to go? Is there something else that I want? And now, now tell your personal assistant what you want. So make a value interview for yourself. Like what's important to me? What do I want? And that's the first thing I do with all my clients. What do you want? Because that, that's the first part of my system. I ask them if, like, if they're doing a kitchen renovation, I need to know what do you want in your kitchen, right? So you'll make a folder with samples and you'll say, I want these cupboards, this countertop, this hardwood floor. I want an island in the middle. I want this backsplash paint chip. You'll put all that in your folder and then you'll create a plan. And everybody does that. So this is not new. It's the D, the D of my DNA system, desire. What do you want, really? And everybody knows that and does that. You've done a, a smart goals before and creating a list or vision board. Now, that's not enough to just do that because a lot of people do that. But then if vision boards alone work, we will all be living on desert, deserted islands, sipping martinis, driving Mercedes-Benz, you know, right? Like, it's not enough. It's a folder. You can't cook in your folder. You can't entertain people in a folder. <laughs> it's a folder, it's not a kitchen, right? So then a lot of people teach skills and how to implement good habits into your life so how to do things differently which is a good idea to do however it is the third step it's like trying to take your cupboards and put them over top of the existing cupboards or you take that new island and you put it over top of the existing island in your kitchen it's not gonna work you have to gut out the old kitchen that's step two and for new you you have to remove all the bad habits, negative self-talk, limiting beliefs, trauma, anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, all the stuff that needs to go. You need to remove the stuff before you can actualize the A, you can actually implement your new kitchen. 
So that's the third step of the system. But people, sometimes they go from the folder to installing the new thing. So you need, you need that step too. And that's what I do specifically with the specific processes. We get rid of what is no longer needed. We just get to the learning. What did you learn? Because there's no, um, the reason why I'm very successful, especially uh, with men, because women like to talk about their problems, guys a little less usually. And in what I do, we don't talk about anything. I don't have a couch and a Kleenex box because I believe that every single time you retell the event or the problem, your brain doesn't know it's not happening again. So let's get to that. Remember the analogy of the necklace where there's a whole bunch of pearls accumulated, a whole bunch of trucks in your driveway? Well, if you talk about something, that pearl will get removed from your necklace, right? So if the pearl gets removed from the necklace the necklace gets shorter so you kind of feel a little bit better it's Not kind of like long. when you no, it's kind of like when you're going through um treatment for ptsd and you go through yeah. cpt what you're doing is you're getting that pearl could be thought of as a stuck point that yeah. you're removing exactly so if the necklace gets shorter it's only temporary because as you are retelling the story the brain doesn't know it's not happening again so it adds on a brand new pearl at the top so your necklace at the end is just the same length. So what I do is I go back to the thread and I remove the whole thread. So the whole necklace falls apart. So we don't talk about anything. We move on. We don't relive anything. There's no need. And most times I don't even know what happened to the person. I don't need to know because we never talk about it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very refreshing because we don't have to cry and relive anything. I actually don't want that for myself either because as the person that receives the story my brain doesn't know it's not happening to me so it would pollute me and send me 1400 chemicals through my bloodstream i do that day in and day out do, do i want to just get polluted with people's stuff all day long i don't so that's not the process that i use we don't uh we need to start the process with doing a pssi5 and an evaluation of the the subjective units of distress. Of course, we need to know where we're at, but there's no talking and ta and retelling and reliving. Oh my gosh, not at all. That's not <laughs> that's not how right. I believe things get um, get passed, or or that you will disconnect the emotional connection from a, a specific event by doing that. Yeah. Well, well, it's interesting. Our our methodologies are very very similar. Um, we have the same first step. I call it becoming a mission angler, because if you that. don't understand the mission that, that you're trying to solve, what is that problem that you were put on earth to solve? Um, the kitchen that you talked about and what you want in it, you're not going to know how to take things out of it. So for me, the, the, your second step is my third step. I call it a mosquito auditor, but my second oh, like step is becoming a reality embracer. Because I think one of the biggest things that you've got to realize is if your mission is here, um, but your reality is here, until you really understand the brutal reality of where you're at and you admit and are vulnerable that you need to make the choice to change, nothing is ever going to happen. That unless you make the choice, you're not going to do the following actions that it takes to, to go from point A to point B. So, but I, I think 
what you're saying is definitely on point to what, what I've seen as well. Um, Brilliant. So I'm going to take this um, as, we're, as we're starting to near the end um, in a little bit different direction. So you have written 15 international bestsellers. I wanted to make sure the audience knew that. Um, if there was one book that you would say, this is my favorite book I've ever written, or if the audience um, doesn't have time to get to all 15, what would be the one book uh, that you would tell them to go to? And from there, they can explore the other ones. Interestingly enough, um, I, a lot of people, I think if you have 15 kids, you're not allowed to have a favorite one. But if you have 15 books, you're allowed. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, my, my very favorite one, just to answer your question for, first, is The Adventures of Captain Vic. It's my children's program. It's definitely my most favorite book. Um, because it, it, it's, a, it's a full program of animated stories with pirates. Um, there's Captain Miserable and Captain Vic, and then there's the parrot that repeats what they say in their head, and then Captain Miserable goes, oh, well, I, I think that if I try to get to this island, I'm going to hit the rocks with my boat, and then the, cat, the, the parrot goes, ah, oh, hit the rocks, hit the rocks. You know, it's, it's, it's animated cartoons. Um, they go online on the platform and then uh, parents can do that with their children and teachers do that with their classroom as well. It's a school program and a at-home program. This is my favorite. But what I would tell your audience, if they don't have kids, <laughs> what's the point? Think Yourself Grateful is my favorite book for adults because the Think Yourself Grateful book only has maybe 40 pages of content. It's very short. And then you've got three months of journal page to fill out every day. Because journaling every day with these specific questions that do follow the neurological level to make sure that you reprogram every step of your brain, it talks to your personal system in a specific way that you will actually make things happen and create your future just by writing things down. Uh, it's very short. It's like five or six questions that you have to answer every day. You do that in five minutes. The first day might take you about an hour because you'll be like, oh, I have no clue. I don't know. Then the next day, your personal assistant is going to be like, um, what is, what's the deal here? Why are we being asked the same question? We made up something yesterday. Well, if I'm going to be asked this again tomorrow night, I might, might, I might as well make sure that tomorrow... I, I make it happen because I will have to report on it. And then the next night you're asking it again. And then your personal assistant is, is going to be like, ah, I knew it. See, I prepared something for you today. I did create a positive emotion for myself. I did do something, one little step to achieve my goal. I am thankful for this thing because now you're, and after a week, your personal assistant is already ready to go. And you're now creating your life that you want just by having to report every night on, on how you did. So it's, it's very uh, fascinating how the Think Yourself Grateful Journal has helped so many people. And that's the number one thing that I recommend to all my, uh, all my clients, the Think Yourself Grateful. Yeah. Okay. Um, second question would be, uh, I always like to ask this of yoga instructors. What is your favorite uh, type of yoga to practice? Okay, so um, I do different things. Um, vinyasa um, is, a, is a form of yoga that's very moving. So I do uh, also a yin yoga. Um, I like when it moves. 
I like when it's flowing and I also do a lot of power yoga. So power yoga is, and the, the one that I do is in a heated room. So then we can really go deep into some moves and it's fast. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it makes you sweat a lot and it, it, it really builds muscles more than uh, the meditation part. Now, I do believe that any practice should have a little bit of everything that um, if you are first waking up in the morning, you might want to do just a, a very gentle relaxation, stretching type of yoga. If you're doing a lot of cardio, because I, I still teach fitness, uh, I've been teaching for 33 years and I do a lot of um, high intensity interval training, push-ups, burpees, and uh, my muscles are tight and tense. So I need to do a lot of the stretching type of yoga to compensate for this. So make sure that everything is balanced, whatever, um, whatever one you choose. If you choose for this to be your workout, so then you can do the power yoga, which will have more uh, body weight exercise and, and more um, and, and maybe a faster pace for cardio and, and lifting and increasing your metabolic rate as you are doing it, depending on what you do. My husband used to do the yoga for stiff guys uh, at the beginning because it was super stretchy you would stay in one pose forever like just to loosen up the muscles and now he's progressed to now do um more um power and exercise style but you got to start somewhere right so yeah yeah well I, I was introduced to it when I was in my 20s I was actually oh, um you wouldn't think about it but I was assigned a a, a Navy SEAL team, Naval, Naval Special Warfare Unit 10, and it was incorporated uh, three to four times a week as part of our, our training. Um, but, but over time, you know, I, I always like um, when they incorporate the swings, because to me, it's like the yogi version of a TRX. Um, and yeah. so I, li I like that. Um, but my favorite was probably Rocket, because it was kind of a combination of Ashtanga and power um, built into one because you're still doing the set um, positions like you the would salutation in, in Ashtanga, but it's also got a faster flow. Um, but okay, so you know, oh, we could talk for another hour, I'm sure. <laughs> um, what are five things you can't live without? Oh things or can I do people? Cause I don't know that there's anything I can't live without. I, I think I can live with most things, but there's a lot of people I can't live without. <laughs> okay. Who are five people am you I, can't live without? Am I allowed? Uh, my sure. husband, number one, definitely. Uh, my parents, um, definitely. So you, you need a cheerleader in your corner, right? My parents have been the pillars, uh, the role models. My husband is my person that always there uh, for me, like the, the daily um, positive and inspiration as well. Uh, my husband is, is very driven and uh, is an example of health. Um, he is 70 and he teaches spin classes. Uh, he's the super fit guy that um, very, very, um, very inspiring. Then um, of course, friends, you need to have friends clients, uh, because that's my purpose. I need to be able to make a difference in people's life and then teach what I've learned to make a difference. And then um, beyond 
clients, I believe that I need mentors because I'm a learner. I also need to learn. So I read um, a book every week while I listen to them. I like audio books, but I need mentors. I need people to direct me, to guide me. I hire coaches myself all the time in order to get me to the next level. So I do um, hire a lot of people. So that's, that would be probably the five, um, the five people that I can't live without. Okay. And uh, last question is, what is your per- personal motto or advice that you live by? Okay. Um, on my business card in big, it says you are awesome. So that's my business card right there. Um, so that's the motto. It goes for anything that I do myself and everything that I say to others, because I don't give advice, even with the kids. And they say, what do you think I should do? Or my clients are like, we're paying you 300 bucks an hour. You got better tell me what to do. I don't tell people what to do. I tell them, you are very resourceful and you will figure it out. You're smart, you're very resourceful and you will figure it out because it doesn't matter what I think. So I tell them, you're awesome. You're very resourceful and you're going to figure it out because empowering somebody to understand that they have everything that they need inside is the best advice you can give anyone all the time. Okay. And, and Natalie, um, we talked about your books, um, but if someone wants to learn more about Think Yourself, or I know uh, you wanted to mention um, a program that they could download, um, how can they do that? And I'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely. So you can um, connect with me on, on social or um, so my email is natalie at thinkyourself.com. Thinkyourself.com is the website. Uh, I'm happy to offer your audience a free 15-minute call with me. There's a lot we can do in 15 minutes. We can tweak a few things in 15 minutes. So thinkyourself.com slash schedule. Or you can go download the confidence guide. If you like the two-step technique, that's one part of that confidence guide. So there's 15 keys to confidence. So go to thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide that um, you can download for free and just get a, a few questions to ask you a few things for each layers of the brain that will set you on the right path to confidence. Well, great. Well, Natalie, I enjoyed our conversation so much. Thank you for coming on the Passion Struck podcast. And I'm sure the audience has gotten so much valuable information from today. Thank you so much, John, for inviting me. During today's episode, I wanted to highlight a few of the past episodes that I brought up. The first is a recent episode, number 71, with Cindy Shaw, who talks about brain science and its impact and helping you achieve success. Episode two with Mac Berzina, where she talks about how do you best utilize the other 23 hours of your life to move forward on your passion journey. My solo episode number 57 on the seven secrets to build mental strength. And also my solo episode number 19 on how do you apply the power of choice. I also wanted you to know that we will be featuring several of Natalie's books in the show notes, along with Atomic Habits that I brought up. And it would mean so much if you could order these through the show notes and our affiliate links, because all the money that we make from book sales goes to help support the show. And if there's someone that you would like to see me interview or a topic you want to see me cover, please DM me at either Passion Struck Podcast or John R. Miles on Instagram. Now go out there and become 
passion struck. Thank you so much for joining us. The purpose of our show is to make passion go viral. And we do that by sharing with you the knowledge and skills that you need to unlock your hidden potential. If you want to hear more, please subscribe to the Passion Struck podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts at. And if you absolutely love this episode, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes and you sharing it with three of your most growth-minded friends so they can post it as well to their social accounts and help us grow our Passion Struck community. If you'd like to learn more about the show and our mission, you can go to passionstruck.com where you can sign up for our, our newsletter, look at our tools, and also download the show notes for today's episode. Additionally, you can listen to us every Tuesday and Friday for even more inspiring content. And remember, make a choice, work hard, and step into your sharp edges. Thank you again for joining us. 